We're in an era of rapid change where resilience is vital. The Devoot for Thought podcast dives into the most important topics in government and technology today. Our host, Davood Goats, sits down with his vast network of colleagues to dish on the tech challenges that affect us all. Follow this podcast on your favorite platform and join the conversation by sharing it on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Direct Technologies Davood for Thought podcast. I'm Davood Goats, and I will be your host today. The way I stay up with the pressing topics of tech and government of today is to tap into the panel of experts I've had the honor of connecting with over the years. Today, we have Jag Nagendra on the podcast. Jag is a multi-skilled business and engineering professional with over 30 years of experience in organizational leadership, management, and entrepreneurship in both the private and public sectors. For the past decade, JAG has been working for the California Department of Water Resources as office chief, leading three branches of 80 plus engineering and IT professionals. He has held various leadership roles with the PMI Sacramento Valley Chapter Board. And earlier this year, he started a two year term as president and CEO of the PMI Sacramento Valley Chapter. Congrats, JAG. Jag has a degree in electronics and telecommunication engineering, and he holds several certificates in leadership, management, and effective communication. He's also a certified project management professional, change management professional, and emotional intelligence life coach. In addition, he has earned a distinguished Toastmaster award, a high honor that can be earned by a member of Toastmaster International. Jack, thank you for being on our podcast and congratulations on your new role as the president and CEO of the PMI for the Sacramento Valley chapter. With your diverse background in public and private sectors, we want to learn more. Please tell us about yourself and what are some of the things you're currently working on. Welcome. Thank you, Davud. It's an honor and a privilege to be part of uh, your podcast and also thank you for the introduction. If you ask me about my background, there's a two words that can summarize my professional career for 30 plus years. And if you're wondering what those two words are, first word is problem, second word is solver. Problem, solver. That is what defines all of my professional work. For the last 30 years, everything I've been doing is related to solving problems. I spent first five years of my career solving problems in the manufacturing industry, trying to increase productivity. The next five years I spent solving business problems when I did the startup in engineering company. The next 10 years, I solved control and operation problems for water and wastewater treatment plants at both Fairfax County and Classic County in California. In the last 10 years, solving problems for the State Department of Water Resources in technology, people, process, and schools. That's the career that defines 30 years of my professional growth is continue to solve problems. 
I do have a second career, which may be interesting to know, is I call myself a serial volunteer leader. For more than a decade, I am bridging the gaps in leadership wherever I find in the community and in the nonprofit. Hopefully that gives a broad picture and as a takeaway, when you look at my background, two words can be remembered, problem solved. Thank you. If you don't mind, talk a little bit about the PMI chapter also. How long have you been with them? What roles have you had? Absolutely. The PMI Sacramento Valley chapter is a 30-year organization and established in 1989. I have been with the chapter since 2004 when I first earned my project management professional certification. Since 2004 until the beginning of 2012, I volunteered and led two programs for the chapter. And since last six years, I served on the Sacramento Valley Board as two-term VP of Finance and one-term as Chief Financial Officer. Starting in 2022 and ending in 2023, I am currently leading a talented board of directors of eight of them in shaping the future of project management and their offerings in the Sacramento Valley chapter. What I am really, really inspired by the new PMI 4.0 strategy and the vision that they created for the next five years for us. And the vision is pretty much simple as empowering people to make ideas reality. Such a powerful vision. And I am committed to that vision and that aligns with my life and my purpose. And I am going to lead this chapter in making sure that everyone who comes to the chapter with ideas, we will help them make it a reality. Very good. Excellent. We wanted to get that perspective of the president of PMI uh, chapter for Sacramento Valley, and we appreciate again you being here. So in that role, and in the important role that you play at State Department of Water Resources, what emerging trends are you seeing in the IT and business fields that we should all be paying more attention to these days? Excellent question. I think I look at the field of IT and business more tangible as well as intangible. I, I can divide the trends in the field in three different categories. Number one is obviously the technology. The trends in the technology related to cloud computing, related to Internet of Things, and more importantly, what we can do in, to, to combat cybersecurity. Whether it's the Department of Water Resources or this or the PMI chapter, we are concerned about the cybersecurity attack and what disruption that can bring to the operation and also the subsequent reputation that it can damage. So we are constantly looking for technology upgrades in the area of cybersecurity 
we're constantly looking for guidance from the federal government in terms of the standards and the requirements that we need to meet as an organization. And I am completely committed to making sure that wherever I work, the infrastructure, the technology infrastructure is safe, is secure, and it is available for the next generation to, to work with. The second part of the field I can certainly talk about is the future of work. The pandemic has changed how we work, and it has impacted everyone. It has not left anyone outside. The question here is, yes, the telework is here to stay. It's independent of state governments or private organizations or the nonprofit. There is going to be some element of telework that is here to stay and it is not going away. What it really means is the perspective that, yes, we as an organization can support that. However, there are things we may be missing by teleworking as an organization is to realize how can we ensure that what's being missed can be fulfilled even though someone is telework. For example, building relationships. The biggest thing that we have seen working in in-person, maybe in-person work environment is the relationships that we build with each other. Now, with the great presentation comes with new employees, and if everybody is working from remote, we're going to miss that. However, recognizing the fact that telework is going to stay, and it's going to stay for long, we as an organization need to figure out how can we, or what can we do to ensure that the employees continue to recognize the value of building relationships and continue to find ways, even if it's in a hybrid type of environment, that we establish that type of system for all the employees? And finally, finally and most important, that we need to be taking a look at is the leadership. With COVID, with hybrid, and the digitization that we are seeing, the leadership is changing too, in the sense that it's no longer that I can see people to, to manage or to work or lead or inspire the team. In my mind, as a leader, we have focused on 30 plus skills to be highly successful. We have been told that as a leader, you need to communicate, you need to solve problems, you need to make decisions, you need to be able to present very well. And we are chasing all these individual skills that we want to get better at as a leadership. I think the focus, my belief, and the trends in the leadership is we need to get back to the roots. We need to get back to the fundamental aspects of any of these skills. We need to get more and more leaders emotionally intelligent bring and develop the emotional intelligence skills which is the root of the every skill that is tied to the leadership. So as we are going into the future, as we need to keep an eye on the emerging trends in leadership and concepts and also what the neuroscience is going to tell us about the leadership traits and how can we develop our emotional intelligence and agility that is going to help us to be better leaders and be able to serve the community, 
the employees in the new world of hybrid infrastructure. Excellent. Thank you for uh, covering all parts of the question, plus some. And it's great to hear that uh, someone like you is at the helm at the Sacramento Valley PMI chapter to bridge the gap in leadership. Excellent. You know, you kind of covered my uh, the answer to my next question, but I think uh, there is more to talk about. I think you would agree that adjusting to the pandemic was challenging for many organizations. And now everyone is thinking of what the next major disruption is going to be and how can we be better prepared for it? So resiliency is a big topic of conversation these days. And I wanted to ask you, Jack, what are some uh, examples or bold moves that you have seen in regards to resiliency in the past year? And what is the one thing organizations should be doing to improve resilience in your opinion? That's a great question. I can think of two things. And the word is plan and prepare. We all know if you are in the IT world, we use the terms like backup and recovery. Does that whole strategy of backup and recovery exist in case there is a disaster that's worth the strike and we are unable to perform our function as an organization? So every organization must plan and prepare. And what can they do? They can look at the risks to the business. Someone can come to me and say, well, we never expected COVID. Well, why not? At the same time, let's not focus on COVID. Let's focus on what COVID did. The COVID made unavailability of staff at locations where we wanted them to be, whether it's in restaurants, in airports. So that similar outcome can be a result of another event, which may not be COVID, but that outcome or result can come from anywhere. So we need to be prepared for the event like what we have experienced right now. One example from the project management uh, chapter is when COVID hit, we had to move all of our events virtually. As a chapter, we are very big in networking and we are very big in face-to-face -face communication and engaging our volunteers and members as part of the chapter. So we had to move everything virtually. Now, we were able to do that thanks to the technology that supported us. However, we feel that we haven't been that effective in, in spreading the vision and also ensuring that our members are getting the most value for what they are signed up to. Now, since the whole world is talking about ending COVID and talking about endemic, we as a chapter needs to be prepared for return to the in-person. And this is extremely important. And that's exactly what we're doing right now is preparing ourselves when we were to come back into an in-person event and how is that going to look? Every organization must evaluate and assess 
the business risk. And we can go crazy in terms of thinking through these risk events, and which may have a very, very, very low likelihood, but still we need to identify those so that we can have a mitigation plan in place if that is ever supposed to happen. Right. Thank you. You're right. You know, it doesn't have to be the pandemic. It could be a natural disaster such as flooding, earthquakes, fires. Yesterday, I did a podcast with the CIO of a rural county, and he mentioned that they had severe weather recently. So that would have caused disruption. It could be a technology disruption like a widespread computer virus or a cyber attack. It could be a civil disruption. So we have to be ready. We have to plan and prepare for it and test our plan and make sure that they work in case a similar situation presents itself. Thank you. The next question, Jack, is really about motivation, but I'm going to ask it this way. At Direct Technology, we always talk about how we are going to get a project done, but we also ask ourselves, why are we doing what we are doing? In other words, what is your why, Jack? What motivates you in your work? Well, this is a this is a fantastic question, and because I have an answer, <laughs> my mission in life, in other words, my purpose, is to help people achieve their fullest potential. This is the mission statement I created for myself, and. It's been published over 10 years now. Everything I do, I tie back to that mission. It took me probably 20 years to figure out my own purpose. And I had to go back as much as seven years old when I was to remember what I was doing, what was inspiring to me, why was I doing what I was doing in my school and college and university. And it came back to that statement that I think I love helping people to achieve their full potential. Work, community, and nonprofit leadership. That's my current focus. And again, everything I look at, whether I'm working at a DWR currently, I think when I come to the work, I am helping people achieve their fullest potential. That's how I look at it. I'm not here creating technology products and services, but I am helping people realize their fullest potential. I work in the community in the leadership role so I can make a difference, so I can help people and other people do that. So this particular purpose and my mission is not specific to work or profession, but it is my life mission, and that's what I do in terms of helping individuals through coaching, through mentoring, leadership, and just working as a great and a good manager of any organization. That's great. Uh, helping people achieve their fullest potential. That's a great motivator. Thank you. My next question, Jack, is about um, inspiring innovation. Not just innovation, but you've had teams. You have a very large team right now at Water Resources. How do you inspire them to look for new and innovative ways of doing their work? How, what inspires innovation on your team? Okay, another great question. I want to begin by saying in business, there's a saying 
that if we are not growing, then we are dying. Mm. And similarly, I believe that if we are not innovating, we are getting closer to dying. And innovation is not an option at all. Innovation is, is essential. Innovation is fundamental to any business. Innovation is so important. It doesn't matter whether it's a private or a public sector. There are two things that come to my mind working at BWR. One is we all know that there is never going to be enough resources to perform certain tasks or work on certain projects. If we have to be successful with given resources that we have, whether it is people, technology, or even the money, there is no way we can be successful without innovating. What do I mean by that? We need to continuously assess our process. We need to continuously assess our solutions that we have. We need to continuously assess the risk and then come up with the better systems or better processes that will help us to get closer to our mission. And most important thing in innovation, I have seen in the industry and the business tend to forget there is an element of a willingness to embrace change. That's something we need to talk about it when we talk about innovation. Why? Because any innovation will bring change, guaranteed. And now if we do not have people who are going to embrace that change, then the innovation effort is going to fail. So it's important that we, as leaders, not only inspire innovation, but also work towards helping people embrace change and be upfront about it and not wait until the innovation effort brings out the change and then we start looking at, oh my God, nobody is liking it. Instead, we should be upfront, we should be talking about change and embracing the change ahead of time, even before we start doing any innovation stuff. Exactly. Definitely. Um, change and being a change agent and having the culture that allows change and innovation is going to be critical. Thank you. Jack, what is something that would surprise people about your background or interests? Background. I mean, there's one thing that can surprise people is that from a very, very young age, I can go back almost seven or eight years old, I developed passion for leading and helping others. And that's something deep-rooted in my childhood. And this is something not I picked up yesterday or 10 years ago. And I can track back to that age. When it comes to interest, some may think it is surprising. I'm a cook. I cook vegetarian food of all cuisine types. I love cooking. I'm a golfer. I love speaking, coaching, and mentoring young professionals to achieve their goal. Wonderful, wonderful. We have a lot of foodies in our audience uh, on our uh, previous recordings also. And uh, it's great to have a born leader who loves to cook. That's great. <laughs> Where can people find you and keep tabs on what you're working on, Jack? How can people support your work? Good question. Uh, 
we can go to my website at uh, www.jagnagendra.com and you can find all my work on the website and also on the same website there are links to my social media posts and the site as well so you, people can subscribe to my twitter my linkedin on my facebook or instagram account to follow what's going on but instead of giving individual handles for all that best way is to go to jagnagendra.com and you can find all the information there thank you so much for joining us today jag we want to be more aligned with the sacramento pmi chapter and we will be contacting you from direct technology from our sister divisions and companies uh, launch consulting group and we will collaborate with you more thank you to all listeners out there also for joining us as well we will see you in the next episode of davut for thought where we will shed more light on the human side of tech